the crack of two shoulder pads coming together, offense, defense, struggling to move the other off the line of scrimmage. A kick going 60 yards through two yellow uprights with the wind blowing in their face. Warm early fall days with crowds enjoying a tailgate. Blistering cold winter games in northern Wisconsin or northern New York designed to freeze out the opponent. One hand catches, strategy of a trick play, intensity yelling, rejoicing, winning, losing. If you can't tell, I love watching football, college and the pros. And the makeup of the football fan continues to change. And I wanted to learn more about why and share some of my thoughts. I'm Katie O, the host of Curious Katie O, a podcast where we talk about topics I'm curious about, ask questions, and try to understand. Topics are totally random because so am I. So if that's your style, I'd encourage you to subscribe and share. Let me know what you're curious about. So according to the latest study, 50% of all men would consider themselves football fans and 25% of women. So it's a ratio of two to one between men and women cheering on their favorite teams. For some reason, that may sound like a lot, you know, but if you look nowadays, women aren't only in the stands, but they're making their way onto the field as coaches or officials becoming equal partners in the process of football. And as of 2023, over 225 women serve in coaching and the front offices of football operations, up from just 90 um, three years ago. So that is a huge pace and huge growth. And another report estimates that there's 322 women in football operation positions, or about 42% overall. In fact, the number two person at the Cleveland Browns um, and is a woman, and the Browns are having a killer season. Um, and so when you look at that from their perspective and what they were able to do until they got to the playoffs, you know, other teams like the Raiders, the Broncos, the Bills have all elevated women to top roles in their organization. I think the main reason is you find talent and you want good talent no matter what it looks like. Now, we all know that other celebrities bring new fans into the game, like Taylor Swift and dating Travis Kelsey. Um, it's creating thousands or tens of thousands of Kansas City or even just football fans. And that's been true for years. But I don't think that's the draw. Um, and I have a few theories as to why I think more women are getting involved in becoming more engaged with football. The first theory is that the culture of football continues to grow. So whether spending your Friday nights in high school cheering on football, your Saturday on a college campus and Sunday all day or Monday night watching games. Football is everywhere in the fall and the winter. It is all over. And with the introduction of the Thursday night game, how many hours of football are there in any given week? You get sucked into the drama of the team, get to know the players and their stories, learn about the rivalries. It's fun, you know, except when it's not. It's exciting, except when it's slow and it's up and down and no one knows the outcome until the clock counts down to zero. You know, I went to high school games because as an athlete in another sport, we could actually get into the football games for free. And it was a block and a half from my house so I could walk because I never had a car in high school. So it was cheap, convenient, Friday night, something to do. Done and done. You know, was our high school team good? No. Did they win? Yeah, sometimes. Um, did I go if it rained or snowed? No way. But a lot of us, as, of us as athletes went to really support the other athletes in our school. I would say in college, I was more of a professional tailgater. Um, couldn't really afford season tickets, so we would tailgate with a bunch of different people we would know, and then we'd all head back to somebody's dorm room to watch the game together. 
food, alcoholic beverages, and we'd get in our pajamas. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. Um, I was actually at Michigan State when Nick Saban was there. Um, we were okay, but we were not like Alabama good. So no. Um, and that's why most MSU fans actually don't like him in Alabama because he took all of that talent. He had it somewhere and he used it to help win at another university. And I know now that he's retiring, so I think the rivalry can go on its way. And after I graduated and I started my job making a sweet 30 grand a year, um, I could totally afford tickets once a year to go see a game. And so for the last few years, I've taken advantage of the Junior Spartan program, which a lot of these colleges have now, um, to get tickets and tailgating for the family to try to get young people introduced to the school and football. And so we go once a year and do their tailgate, and it's showing my son how fun football games can be. It's usually at the start of the season and it's warm, and it's usually a game where they score lots of touchdowns designed to be fun for kids. Last year was the first time I saw an NFL game um, with my team, the New York Giants, when they played. Um, they were playing in the wild card game, and I made a trip out to Minneapolis for work and asked my team if they wanted to head out a day early um, to catch the wild card playoff game, my treat. Um, first of all, it, it was intimidating walking into that stadium with purple and yellow everywhere. Um, it was probably the loudest environment I've ever been in. And once they started yelling, I had to look up skull to know what the hell that even meant and found out that they stole it from the Vikings. And if you were curious, like I was, about what it means, it's Swedish for cheer and they stole it from a soccer team. So when they yell skull, they're basically just yelling cheer at each other. Um, it makes you wonder how any of these chants ever get started in these stadiums. And I'm guessing they are mostly pretty stupid or dumb when you learn about them. Um, you want to know who won the game? Yeah, the Giants. It was amazing. And it was more fun being decked out in my Giants gear. Um, and when, you know, my teammates went to go get food and drink, I did not move from my seat the whole game. I was there to watch the team for the first time live play. I actually had to turn off my Apple Watch noise alarm because that stadium was so loud. Um, and that was until their team did, really figured out they didn't have a chance to win. <laughs> Funny. The fans in front of us were super confident um, until they weren't. We kind of figured they had put money on the game because they started talking in the fourth quarter about how their whole month was going to be ruined. Um, and now I've got my goal for 2024 to make sure I see a game next fall in New Jersey in their home stadium. So football, whether in person or on television, is fun to watch. And between Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, it's available everywhere. Um, and it will only be a matter of time before there's the new exciting Wednesday night game, I bet. Somebody's probably in an office thinking about that right now. Or the fans across the ocean demand more games, um, breaking up their version of football with something a little more aggressive. So theory one is more women are going to more games. And with it everywhere, it's easier to watch, hard to avoid. Football rivalries among the players, the affiliations, and the ex-teammate drama that plays out. And significant others like Taylor Swift, you know, are bringing more people to the front of the stage. They're bringing more women into the sport through some kind of an introduction and they're sticking with it. So I do have a Tom Brady story um, that I'll share. So I have a friend I met through work who is a huge Patriots and Tom Brady fan, although I am not sure why. 
Um, I also have a U of M fanboy um, where Tom Brady actually went to college that bets me on MSU games every year. And one year I lost a bet, um, Michigan State lost, and I had to wear his middle school Tom Brady jersey um, on a call, which was probably the most painful thing a Michigan State person's ever had to do. Um, but, you know, it's all good fun. So I got an email um, last year that Tom Brady was going to be the guest speaker at our economic club year-end event. And I forwarded the email to my friend with no explanation. And then I was nice enough to invite her to come. Um, so she flies in, we get all decked out and I go with one of my teammates of mine and his wife and we grabbed a few drinks. We walked through the hotel. It was really the back way, I guess, um, to the event. So we got a little bit turned around and ended up at the kitchen, uh, behind the ballroom. So like a James Bond movie, we asked if we could walk through the kitchen in our formal clothes to which they said, yeah. And then we exited into a ballroom that was totally empty. So we were confused about what to do next, stood there. We were just kind of chatting, checking out the room. Then one of the members of our party went to this wall of double doors and opened it and peeked outside. Then he came back in super quick and super hushed and said, Tom Brady is right out there doing photo shoot pictures. And this is for the like premier economic folks in the area and not the tickets I even had access to purchase, let alone the ones I got. So what do we do? We decided we should have made a plan, did not make a plan. We decided to just walk out of the doors and start walking over to Tom Brady like we were supposed to be there. So my friend who is the super fan started taking selfies um, and was fangirling it while my other coworker was doing the same thing. Um, so we were a little bit obvious. Security came over right away, you know, red shirts, and they're like, who are you? How did you get in here? And we kind of stuttered a bit and we're looking around and then we're politely escorted out um, by security. So that is my Tom Brady story is that we crashed his fancy pants photo shoot. And I had a friend who got to check, um, you know, getting close to him off of her bucket list. So that is my Tom Brady football story. My second story is that it's, you know, not as much of a boys club because of the way that people are finding their way into football, not just as a fan, but as a player. And so with flag football and let's call them front offices, teams want to be surrounded by talent. They don't care what talent looks like. And so what that does is that opens the door for more women to participate in the sport, participate as officials, professionals, executive coaches, trainers, PR teams, digital media, and a thousand other roles. And so when you look in the stands, there's often as many women, mothers, sisters, daughters as any other group that's engaged, yelling, cheering, and rocking all their football gear. You know, I have several female friends that launch into football text come Saturday or Sunday about different teams, talking about buying tickets or watching all day. You know, the coach changes like Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, those, those texts were flying around as soon as they happened for my female friends, asking what do we think is going to happen? Who's going to replace them? Where are they going to go? You know, it's fun. It's something that we are interested in and we bond over just like the guys do. And I'm sure the guys who work for me have text chains I'll never know about. Probably a good thing. Um, but, uh, you know, when the football rivalry texts are going around, sometimes I get copied on those before, during, after the game, the back and forth. And it's similar to the content that I'm sharing with my friends. So I'll share a little story about my football coaching experience. Last spring, my son did a nine-year-old flag football. And what they would do is they would practice for one hour and then they would have their game. So it was kind of a back-to-back -back thing. 
And for one of the practices, only one of the three coaches showed up as the others couldn't make it. And so I was sitting there, um, you know, not doing anything, reading a book anyway. Um, and I know there was usually an offensive and a defensive focus, kind of split the kids into two. So I asked the coach if he wanted any help. Ta-da! I became a defensive coordinator. Um, and I had so much fun. Um, it was fun helping the kids, you know, watch the ball, focus on getting their hands up, getting in the face of, you know, the person running at them or the receiver and, and why it's important to distract them and, and get as big as you can. So then my husband gets back from the store. He went there during practice um, and came back in time for the game and had a super confused look on his face that was priceless. Um, and I told him to take my chair, take my book, take my purse. Um, I was going to be coaching at the game. So I worked the bench. You know, it was fun. I made sure everyone was cheering, paying attention, focusing on what they saw, what they could do, how they could help out their teammate, what they could be doing better. So because I had so much fun, um, this season I signed up to be an official assistant coach. And I've got some ideas to help the team in areas where I saw gaps or issues or things that the kids weren't quite getting. And who knows, our team, fingers crossed, maybe we'll be the Giants. That'll be a fun jersey to wear. Um, but it'll be so much fun. And as a total side note, um, when you talk about, you know, people you meet along the way, I got the chance to meet Hall of Famer Brian Urlacher earlier this year who played for the Chicago Bears um, at an event. And so everyone, you know, he was doing photo ops, huge crowd of people. So I decided to wait until the end because um, I didn't want to miss my chance to ask him a question. Um, and so when I got up there, we did our photo and I told him, I said, Hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, sure. I said, I'll be assistant coaching my son's flag football team this year. Um, what advice would you have? And so he looked a little stunned for a second, but dove right in, gave me a ton of advice. Um, not going to share any of it because when you get hall of famer advice, um, that stays within the team. Sorry guys. But it's one of those things that it's just everywhere. And so me coaching and knowing the plays, positions, strategies, you know, from all the other guys who love football, watching it on the couch, reading articles, watching the interviews on ESPN, more and more people are finding their way to the sport and getting involved. And it's a great expansion to grow the sport. I actually also had the chance a couple of years ago um, to do something on my bucket list. There was a local sports um, radio show that I used to listen to, and they were looking for people to come in and guest host one of the hours with the host. And I had the chance to get on there and do that um, for an hour one afternoon. We talked about, you know, playing football. We talked about playing football with helmets and the mom point of view on that, because I think I was the only woman that was part of that group. You know, and it was this idea of when you have different people, you get different perspectives. So. This is my last theory on why I think girls are and women are getting more into football. Um, we like to hit things too. <laughs> now, let me start by saying that every woman is unique, different. They are their own person. I speak about my experiences, not women as a whole. Um, but I grew up in a neighborhood where I was really the only girl. Um, so I learned football and hockey before I really knew about Barbies. And so taking a shoulder check or yelling, no blood, no foul, when somebody's you know shooting baskets, is a mentality that probably fits with why I am the way I am now, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, and so it's fun to do tough things. And football is tough. Now, do I want to get tackled by an offensive lineman or strong safety? Um, no, because everything would break. But there are times when I'd love to run at someone 100 miles an hour and smack them and see what happens. <laughs> and so 
you know, how much steam do you think that would release? I'm sure we've all had moments in life where we're like, if you put on pads and a helmet and I put on pads and a helmet and I could just run at you for a second, this could get fun. You know, toughness is a part of life. And as a Gen Xer, it was really part of our life. We had to figure stuff out. We grew up, you know, kind of the last generation with school fights and being able to to do tackle football without it being a problem in full contact sports, which we would play on the playground or in somebody's front yard without pads. You know, our toughness is part of our identity and football was an outlet for that aggression um, when it needed to come out. And because I'm too old to play real football, my aggression is more yelling at the screen from my couch. And my husband lovingly turns to me and asks if he, you know, if they, he thinks, you know, do you think they can hear you? And I'm always like, yes, subconsciously, they can hear me. They hear me screaming to get up when they get tackled, to not turn and run before you catch the ball, keep your eyes on the ball, um, you know, to run it out of the end zone. Why are you doing that when you know you're only going to get 10 yards? I have lots of theories as to what I think should happen and let the professionals do the professional thing. But it's fun. And I'm not a yeller in any other aspect of my life. Um, and I'm even not when I'm watching my son play football in person, but I am when I'm on the couch and turn the volume up. So those are some of my theories as to what I think is going on in the football world and why more women are getting involved. So why do you think more women are getting involved? You know, are you a female football fan? And if so, first of all, I'd love to know what your team is. Um, so who do you cheer for on Saturdays or Sundays? And I'd like to know what your thoughts are on some theories as to why more women are getting engaged with the game. You know, Connect with me at curious.kdo at gmail.com or my Instagram account, curious underscore KDO. And to quote Brian Urlacher, since I did meet the guy, you've got to be a little nasty out there, but most of the time I'm having fun. So go out there, get a little nasty with your favorite team cheering as a fan, and make sure you don't forget to have a little bit of fun.